What's going on, ghosties? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our podcast. My name is Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. And we are your hosts. On today's hose hosts. <laughs> <laughs> on today's episode, we will be discussing our haunted location, Forsyth Park, and serial killer of the week, the monster of Florence, as well as a tarot card reading at the end of the podcast. Chelsea, how are you? What are we drinking today? Uh, I have some iced coffee just because I didn't want to get like all warm because we went live today on Instagram. And yeah, when I drink coffee, sometimes my face gets red. So I was trying to avoid that. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I've heard of like alcohol making people's faces red. I My face goes bright red. Oh, coffee? Yeah, so does mine. But no, yeah, it's like anything that's like warm. I don't know. It's probably because I'm just so white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just remembering Arlene's message of questioning why you would <laughs> burn in the sun. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Arlene who texted oh, me yeah. today. She was listening to episode, uh, I think it's 19, right? Yeah. And, um, she was like, okay, so Veronica asked, don't you burn up the minute you step foot on a beach? And I was wondering, is it because you're dark and nefarious or just white and pasty? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good balance between the two. What are you drinking? I am, well, okay, so I went to work earlier to pick up some shmani. And I got myself an iced coffee, a caramel coffee, like super basic. And then I finished it before starting the podcast. So I'm like, you know what? I'm down for another cup. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? You know? (laughs) So I used my Starbucks iced coffee, the medium roast. And I tried a new creamer today, even though I still have the caramel macchiato one. But I'm trying a peppermint mocha creamer. Ooh, I love that. Oh my god. The minute I took the first sip, it was like the An 25th of mouth. December. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> whoa. There's two types of people. Of <laughs> uh, one, two. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get any sleep today. So looking forward to that. So, Veronica, I have some questions for you. <laughs> I'm excited. What song would make the best theme song for you? Ooh, okay. So earlier this week, my friend Tanya posted on her story, you know, what would be the song you'd want playing in the background when you're beating the shit up out of the Supreme Court people? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Because it's like, picture it, man. Full on, like. I can picture it, yeah. So I um I think I'm gonna use that one for now just because like it's just fitting the mood, you know? Yeah. What about you? Um, kind of the same actually, not the same song, but like the same mood. Um yeah. my song it's Combat by Icon for Hire. I have been in love with that song and it just makes like my villain wanna come out. Yeah. Makes you wanna be a baddie. Yeah. My next question for you is if you were to write a book, what would it be about? If you could write a book about anything. I think if I were to write a book, I would want to write a book about my wannabe, like, villain 
alter ego type thing and like her life you know just causing crime left and right i don't know but it'd be it'd be something dark something like opposite of me like because i i have there's times in life where i'm in the moment and i'm trying to decide like what my next move is gonna be and one one choice is like the best choice right like the the be the bigger person choice but then the other choice is like punch the bitch in the face type of choice right so i i would want to write a book about all the bad choices or like you know the so-called bad choices um and all of a sudden i want to desperately read a book that is never going to be put in my hands (laughs) (laughs) you you never know I, I will I help was, you write this story because now I want yeah, to read it. I was going to say, like, I have a friend that's an author. So, like, maybe, like, she can help me, you know? Yeah, maybe if you ask her. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> For all of you out there who's really confused, I'm the author friend. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I do that a lot, don't I? But I was, I mean, I was trying to be funny and sarcastic, but yeah, man, I really do need to explain myself a little better. No, it's 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 fine. It's just it's an inside joke, so we gotta share the inside joke part. <laughs> but it's not an inside joke no more. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> okay, so my next question is if you had to get a tattoo today, like right now, what would it be? I think oh perfect. Okay, so um it would be a tattoo of Pedro Pascal. Oh um, god. <laughs> I'm so excited you asked this. Um, but it would be, like, his outline. You know, like, just his hair shaded in. I, I would want, like, his face from uh, from Narcos. So it'd have, like, that hair, the mustache, the, the glasses that he wears. Yeah, so I would, I would get his, uh, like, yeah, I would get that. <laughs> what about you? Um, honestly, I would get the anarchy symbol with the coat with the wire hanger. I've been seeing that go around a lot on TikTok right now, and I fucking love it. It's, like, perfect for me. Yeah. I really want to get it. Yeah, the only thing stopping me is money. Like, if I had the money... Yeah, I honestly would love it. Like, it would be perfect if Steph's mom did it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Knock, knock. (laughs) Yeah, like, because we all, like, all of us are just, like, it'd be fucking perfect. And I want it on my middle finger, too. Actually, I was going to say, uh, you're making me want to change my answer, but I don't. I don't want to change my answer because that's another reason to be proud to have, like, this is really, this is going to sound weird, but I have a good point, okay? This is uh, a reason why I'm going to be proud to have that Pedro tattoo is because he's very vocal about everything that's going on. Like, he's not staying silent. He's out there posting, like, resources, posting phone numbers, like, making yeah. his his um, thoughts known, whatever, but, like... You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate all the celebrities that are speaking out right now, especially because there's so many, especially women that are keeping silent. And it's like, yeah, it's just like, fuck off. Like, you have, I, a, I you have a, a voice, Let's, you have millions of followers. Like, well, I signed a petition today. I hope that does something or helps with something. I've been posting and reposting resources myself and stuff like that. TikTok is a great way to like find resources. And yeah, I've been getting a lot of resources and I'm protesting on Monday. So that's going to be exciting. I'm excited. Well, by the time for this you. gets up, yeah. By the time this La- gets up, I'll have done it. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I myself have a few questions for you, but I do want to tell you and the ghosties about something that I did Tuesday night with our very good friend Z. We actually went to the Colorado Bridge again. Uh, if you guys <laughs> don't remember the Colorado Bridge, it's in Pasadena um, and it's the, the suicide bridge. So it's very much haunted. We went, we, we picked up our pizza, <laughs> our pieology. We picked up our pizza and we went over to the bridge. We went to our, um, the table that you and I went to. And so, yeah, the, your uh, spot. Yeah, our, my spot. So, if you guys, <laughs> to give you guys a little image, if you haven't like listened to that episode, that table is like literally not right underneath the bridge, but you walk over about 15 feet over to the right like you're right there underneath and we used the dowsing rods tell me why so we asked you know is there are there any spirits here that would like to talk to us or like i think no no it's just are there any spirits here and the when you're using dowsing rods when they cross that means no when they move outward it means yes so they moved inward like they crossed so i'm like how are you answering no if you're not here? Like, you're saying you're not here, but you're answering. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so, like, me and Zira are like, oh, you're funny. Like, you think you got jokes. And we just started having a conversation rather than, like, how did, like, why did you want to die? Like, I don't know, some, like, depressing-ass shit, right? And then we asked, you know, can you point the dowsing rods to wherever you're sitting? And the dowsing rods pointed right next to me. I was holding the dowsing rods at that time. So I gave whatever spirits that were there permission to use my energy to communicate with us using the dowsing rods so i was getting pretty like out of it pretty tired very quickly so i handed the dowsing rods over to z and she tried it out same thing when we asked like you know can you just reconfirm like where you're sitting sure enough both dowsing rods point right next to me and i'm sitting at the ends okay so like there's only like the left side of me empties and it kept pointing to that left side of me that literally nice. happened maybe like three to four times dude nice. like three to four times and i was just like bro and like it was just like it was just a weird night I actually felt spooked, but I had fun. It was a Z. We had a great time. Um, I'm telling you, you go there so often that I think like all the ghosts are just used to you now. Probably. I mean, I don't, I don't give like a threatening energy off. I, I don't think. But I did ask if they remembered me, and they didn't answer. So I don't know. Maybe next time. But yeah, I just wanted Maybe. to tell you, tell you about that. Um. So my questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah. So we're currently reading a book called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. And there was a little line in the book that really caught my attention. What would you have in your post-breakup first aid kit? I don't know if you remember, but the, one of the characters had a breakup and the girlfriends had a post-breakup yeah. first aid kit. And I thought that was <laughs> genius. So I'm I wondering, like, what would be in yours? Like, what would you want someone to bring you? I would want someone to bring me ice cream, red vines, mm. not Twizzlers. If anybody brought me Twizzlers, they'd get the fuck out of my house. Has I'll, to be red I'll eat them. You need to chill. Ew. Ew. And some horror movies. And some horror movies. Yeah, yeah. that's smart. It's like, that's like the perfect post-breakup for say kit. I honestly, when I had my breakup, and you know what I'm talking about, I really wish that you and Steph had been here because I know yeah. that's exactly what we would have done. Yeah, that it would have been. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna give that um, to to Steph because she would have thought about it. I would have just tagged along and helped out with the picking stuff out because we did that for <laughs> we did that for Nana actually during COVID. We just got her like wine, chocolate, and I forgot what else. Yeah, she loved but, um, that so much. That was fun. 
what what do you think I would want? Like, what would you bring me if I was going through? Like, me and Pedro just broke up, right? What would you oh, bring shit. Me? I was going to say I would bring you Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I'll bring some Pedro movies or TV shows or something. And then you're like, what if me and Pedro broke up? I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, do like specifically like if you and pedro broke up is that no no just, just no we could just just a breakup in general <laughs> okay so i would bring you pedro pascal movies that we could watch together and i would let you talk endlessly about him no matter how much i was getting annoyed um i would bring you tacos oh dude <laughs> that's it that's it stop you don't even have to go any further oh fireball maybe a little bit but that's it yeah i was i was just <laughs> say fireball and ice cream oh and some weed oh honestly I would, I all i want that you would already have that so okay but you're bringing me a post breakup first aid kit come on don't be stingy but you've already got the weed so anyways all right well first of all i don't think i could talk about pedro that much or for that long honestly and two uh... you don't need to bring me all his movies we could just watch narcos together and i'd be happy okay good to know yeah. So speaking of weed, what was your first high experience like? Uh, my very first one. Yeah, if you're able to talk about it. Um, I was in a basement with some people. Ew! In a <laughs> basement, bro. Yeah. You're wild. <laughs> I've always been wild. <laughs> you got you got you got high with the demons down there or what? No, they were real people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I smoked a, a joint. Was it a good experience, a bad one? Did you have fun? Oh, yeah, I had a blast. Perfect. Do you remember most of it? or? Uh, no, not really. All right, cool. Moving on. <laughs> Wait, what was your experience like? Um, um, once upon a time, when Vettel was in school to be a pharmacy technician, Drugs, I... Yeah, studying drugs. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're very hands-on, huh? Um, so obviously, you know, I'm taking a class where I'm learning about anatomy and how long, you know, medications take to metabolize through your body, blah, blah, blah. So I've never done, I've never smoked or eaten weed before this, okay? One of my classmates brings fresh made brownies two in like a ziploc bag and he was just passing it out to my classmates and he gave me one and i took it i was like yeah you know fuck it you know i just learned that it takes about 30 minutes to an hour for you know medication to start working you know when you take it orally so i'm like okay 30 to an hour you know and then my high will hit so i ate half of one brownie on the drive home i was like you know what i'm not feeling anything it's been half an hour to an hour i'm gonna eat the rest of the brownie so i ate the other oh, half no. so at this point, <laughs> I have one full brownie in me. I get home. I'm not feeling anything. And you know what? I'm just like, you know what? Maybe because I'm fat. You know, I'm just going to eat the other brownie. So I ate the second brownie. <laughs> no. <laughs> the entire thing. <laughs> and so my dumbass goes to sleep. Whatever, right? I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, bro, throwing up. Like, I was throwing up so bad i was so fucking high 
Like, <laughs> I don't even remember what it felt like. That's how bad it was. And I went to the bathroom twice to throw up. The third time, I was just freaking out. Like, I was just in that high, you know? At this point, I don't think I have anything left in my body to throw up. And my brother, Carlos, um, who has passed away, but, at the, you know, he was, a, he was a huge pothead. Huge. And so... My house at 2 a.m. is very dark and spooky, okay? So I'm in the kitchen with only, like, one of those Jesus candles lit on the stove that my mom turns on. (laughs) (laughs) I can picture it. And this is me when I used to have my long hair, okay? So I'm standing in the kitchen facing the, the front of the house. So after the kitchen, there's, like, a little dining room area, and then there's a living room, and then there's a porch, so I knew my brother was like um, on the porch smoking, I think. So I'm standing in the kitchen, just standing there, looking straight ahead, no emotion on my face because I'm super stoned, right? And I'm just standing there. <laughs> and Carlos walks in. <laughs> and he goes, oh shit, you fucking scared me. By the way, guys, like, my brother, he made himself look so tough, but let me, like, see, he can't do shit now, okay? So I'm gonna ride his ass out. <laughs> Dude, we watched Paranormal Activity together for three fucking months. If I, if he saw me at night, he'd be like, Vettel, walk me to my room. Vettel, walk me to the bathroom. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Anyways, where was I? Ah, uh, yes, the kitchen. So he goes... Oh shit, you fucking scared me. And I was like, Carlos, <laughs> if I tell you something, you promise not to tell mom. <laughs> and he goes, Yeah, what? And I was like, I'm super stoned right now. <laughs> I ate two edibles and I don't feel good. And he was like, All right, that's fine. Or he was like, Come on. And like, this is like one of the first times he was like ever nice to me, right? He was like, all right, come on, let's go outside. So we literally were sitting outside um, in my front yard and we're just sitting there on these like white chairs, lawn chairs, right? And he's like, don't freak yourself out. Just enjoy the high. Look around you. Just enjoy the high. So I was like, all right, cool. So this is my first time getting high, right? So I'm looking around me and I'm like, so when the fuck are the trees going to start talking to me? Like, you know, I'm literally looking at the trees. <laughs> And in my head, I'm like, talk to me. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to start talking or something? And I'm like, this is not like what what I expected it to be, right? And so we're sitting there for a good minute. And then I just look at him and just picture me in slow motion, okay? And I'm just like, I think I need to go throw up. And he goes, then go throw up. So I go to the bathroom, throw up, and then I go to bed. But yeah, that was my that was my first time. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, fucking edibles. I can't do them. That, I mean, I started off with edibles, and then I finally got the pens. But, okay, uh, so yeah. I've I've always smoked, like, joints and blunts and, and stuff, right? Like, I, I've smoked out of cans and pipes before, too, like, but the first time I ever had edibles was actually when my husband and I got engaged, um, and we were in a legal state. It was totally legal and (laughs) totally legal, okay? Yeah, no, I needed to point that out. Like it was totally legal. What (laughs) nothing's gonna happen to you, bro. And (laughs) um my neighbor at the time was making edibles 
and they were like, yeah, you guys got engaged. Congratulations. Like, here's some edibles, right? Well, nobody fucking told me that they were 2,500 milligrams each. Each? Each. (laughs) 2,500? Yes. And my husband, who fucking smokes, like, all the time, ate, like, a quarter of it. No. And I ate the whole thing. (laughs) No, Chelsea, no. Don't do it. If I could go back and tell myself, I would not do it. But so I started feeling it and I was like, I was getting to that like paranoid high. I'm like, okay, like it was probably too much. Like I just need to go home, chill, like, you know, watch some of my, my comfort show is supernatural. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Sam and Dean are breaking into a house. (laughs) (laughs) And John comes home at the same time that Sam and Dean are breaking into a house. And I shit you not, dude. I have every single door locked, all of the windows drawn, all the lights on. My mom was not home. She was out with a with a guy, I think, or something. And so I was I was by myself at my fucking house with all the lights on. And John's trying to get in and I'm like, babe, babe, they're trying to break in. They're trying to break in. <laughs> <laughs> and I can remember all of this, okay? Like it's so bad, but I remember everything. And He's like, okay, he's like, you have to unlock the door to let me come in. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I let him in the house, and I'm, like, attached to him, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I attached myself to him. I'm like, they're going to break in the house. And he looks at me, he looks at the TV, and he goes, babe, you're watching Supernatural. <laughs> it's just Sam and Dean. It is just a TV show. And I'm like, no, they're outside. They're outside. He's like, there's nobody outside. And I started freaking out so bad. He had to put me in a cold shower, fully clothed for like 45 minutes. Damn. Yeah, no, no, no. And, no, no. and it was like one of those experiences where it was like, when I sat down in the shower, you know how you feel like you're falling and you just don't stop yeah. feeling like, okay, so I was caught, I felt like I was falling the entire time. I just yeah. kept like going down, down, down. And it was the weirdest 45 minutes of my life. And yeah. finally the cold shower just like calmed me down. I looked at him and I'm like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> and like in the middle of all that, he's like, why are you so high? He's like, how much of that cookie did you eat? And I was like, I ate the whole thing. He's like, no, you didn't. And that's yeah, how I dude. learned. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, edibles are scary. You yeah. just never know. Yeah. So now I'm like, every time I take a an edible, I'm like really paranoid. I'm like, how many milligrams is it? Is it yeah. the whole thing? Is it just a bite? Like, what do <laughs> Yeah. I can't. I can't do edibles. They freak me out now because that was just like, it wasn't a bad experience, but it was fucking wild. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> yeah, I'd rather I'd rather smoke, but sometimes I do crave that like edible high. Yeah, I like to have edibles and then go dancing. All right, Chelsea, are you ready to get us started with segment number one, haunted location of the week? I am. I am. So our haunted location of the week is Forsyth Park. I'm gonna be talking about like a different couple of things that are within the park but it's located in savannah georgia and it covers about 30 acres of land and it's the largest and oldest park in the u.s it's even older than central park in new york just a couple of like quick facts about it 
the the park's iconic fountain was installed in 1858 and it's one of the most photographed places in savannah but knowing that it's actually not that special because they ordered it from a catalog and i thought that was hilarious it's not that (laughs) special okay we got it from amazon back in like the 1800s yeah, it's not that special, but it's one of the most photographed places in Savannah, which is hilarious. One of the park's first uses was serving as a parade ground for Confederate troops uh, that were heading out to battle. And it's also one of the reasons why it was selected for the Confederate Memorial. There's like a bunch of different things. They have like a couple of like busts and monuments for some of the some of the Marines and stuff. Also located in the park is like a bunch of playgrounds and it has a a garden actually started for a garden for the blind, which is really interesting. Huh. Um, but it was later repurposed for like a mock training purposes for World War One, and now it's one of the most visited places for tourism. And they have festivals, concerts, and they have a farmers market there that's held every week. So I, I googled like, the park because I wanted to see it, and you have beautiful. some really amazing like photo options for like Instagram and stuff. Yeah, it is a beautiful yeah. place. Like it's just it's so beautiful. It's definitely on one of my like I top places I want to visit in the U.S. because it is just so it's so pretty. So yeah, um, a little more history about the park. The park's inn was built in 1896 and was originally named the Queen Victorian Inn. And it's on the west side of the park. On the opposite side is the Forsyth Mansion. I think it's like less than a quarter of a mile from the mansion is the old Chandler Hospital, which is now a law school, which is kind of (laughs) interesting. So we're going to talk about the inn, the hanging tree, and the hospital. Those are all places that are connected to Forsyth Park. So the inn was built by a notorious sea captain, Aaron Churchill, who's also known as Ruder Churchill, and his wife, Lewis, when they became married in 1874. Churchill was known to be a very generous man with high regard for armed service members. Him and his wife couldn't have children, and so in 1899, they adopted their niece, Lottie. And then shortly after this adoption, Lottie's real mother, Anna, moved in with them for recovery reasons and allegedly one night Lottie saw her uncle Churchill embracing Anna and not Lewis and so Lottie was very angry and she wanted to ensure that Churchill and Lewis remained together so legend states that she poisoned Anna during afternoon tea and she She collapsed and died in front of Lottie, and she was very pleased with herself until after the funeral when she was told that Anna was actually her mother. And so the guilt of having killed her own mother is supposedly the reason that Lottie became unstable and turned insane and had to be institutionalized for the rest of her life. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. (laughs) So, going off of that, supposedly... A lot of people, and like especially if you go on the reviews of the website, just for like reviews in general for the park, a lot of people claim to see Lottie around the inn in her 18-year-old self, which is the age that she killed Anna, her mother. But apparently she's really shy, so as soon as she's spotted, she usually disappears pretty quickly. Other people claim that they've seen Anna in an unrestful state, which obviously, I mean, she was murdered, so that would leave me unsettled too. Yeah. The current owners of the inn, Lori and Richard Blass, purchased the inn in January of 2000. And Lori has admitted to having several experiences, including one 
where she was looking for her keys in the kitchen. And when she was about to give up, the kitchen door opened suddenly and the keys were flung at her. <gasps> what would you I, do in that situation? I'd be like, bitch, don't throw shit at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe that. I think you'd be scared. Well, yeah, I mean, if they're th- being thrown at me, like, what the fuck did I do to piss you off? But I don't think you're brave. I'm sorry. I thought you were. I thought you were. But then after after Colorado Bridge... Listen, what? when I have a bad feeling, I don't take that shit lightly. And then when your face completely morphs into something else. Okay, so keys being thrown at you does not give you a bad feeling? It just depends. That's some poltergeist shit right there. That's not... That's different. Well, okay, all it says is that it was thrown at her. Like, what if they were just trying to toss her her keys? Like, hey, I found them, you know? Not us arguing over a fake scenario. Moving on. <laughs> I have to actually be there and experience it, okay? I'm sorry. So anyways, the next place is the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, the hospital itself is not actually like part of Forsyth Park, but the tunnels that are underground go underneath the ground in the park. So the old hospital was overrun with deaths and patients in 1876 when yellow fever took hold of the town. And they became so overwhelmed with the number of bodies that they began digging tunnels underneath the uh, hospital where they would keep the bodies until somebody could come to bury them or burn them. Nowadays, the tunnels are still there, but for health and safety reasons, they're not available for tourists. They're closed off. Okay, so tunnels. I wish there was a way we could, like, somehow get permission to, like, explore these tunnels, especially the tunnels from our hometown and, you know, the tunnels that are supposedly underneath our hometown uh, high school. You know what I mean? Like, they exist. They've been confirmed. It's for sure they're there. But, like, I want to see it. Like, you know, like, curiosity is just, like, it's killing me, man. So, yeah. Yeah. I would love to get permission to go visit the ones underneath the school. Yeah. For sure. So, anyways, these tunnels ran underneath Forsyth Park, including the inn and the mansion. And a lot of people that visit the mansion on Forsyth Park claim that they hear ghosts underneath inside the tunnels. Ew. So, that's all I could find on the mansion. And then, continuing with the hospital, other rumors that surround it include, like, that they were using shock therapy and it was used as a psychiatric ward. Mm, that's not shocking. Um, yeah, it's it's really not shocking. But you didn't get it then. Sorry. I did I did get it. <laughs> Give me a little fake chuckle at least. <laughs> Funny joke. <laughs> so yeah. You, um, you can edit that whole part out, dude. It was so bad. <laughs> so yeah, people reportedly see ghosts that are in the building as they pass by. And it's actually really interesting that most visited square in savannah Mm -hmm. numerous people go there to get married kids spend their time playing and having fun and all the while there's bodies underneath them yeah again that kind of still in the tunnels yeah that kind of brings us back to again the suicide bridge like they built this beautiful park underneath yet like it has like a very depressing haunting like history you know what i mean but it's hidden behind like the The beauty of it the beauty of it so yeah interesting so outside of the hospital is the hanging tree it was very hard to find like any information on this tree the -hmm. only thing i could like find about it is that it's about 300 years old 
and it's 16 feet long in circumference. Wow. Um, and for those of you that don't remember high school geometry, um, <laughs> circumference circumference is like all the way around the tree. So way to call out our listeners, dude. I'm just saying like, so yeah, so the, it's called the hanging tree because people have reported seeing bodies hanging from the tree at night. Ew. Oh now, my gosh. Uh-huh, sorry. I want everybody that's listening to remember that we are talking about Georgia, which is in the South. Mm-hmm. If if the it being a, a what is it Confederate Park? Uh huh. If that ain't that if that didn't explain it to you, then uh huh. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure everybody knows where I'm going with that statement. I I won't say it out loud, but yes. <laughs> So yeah, that's basically everything about Forsyth Park that I could find. I was reading some stuff about supposedly there's a lady in white ghost that haunts the park too. Um, Some people have claimed that they've seen Lottie in the gardens. Um, I'm not sure like how accurate those ones are considering Mm -hmm. like everything is really connected to the inn, if anything. Yeah. But yeah, like, like I said, it was really hard to get like any clear information about the park. But it's really strange because it is listed as one of the most haunted places in Georgia. So I would love to just like spend a week there to research like in person just because I read something that said something like the hauntings aren't discussed except with like hushed whispers and and local lore. So I mean, do you think because that'll bring forward like the dark history that they're probably that's avoiding that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. it's a southern state. There's a lot of dark history. Um, you know you know every every country has dark history like I'm not bashing the southern states or anything I've visited a lot of southern states and and it's just you know every everybody's got a past and that's fine but I think this is one of those things where there's so much more to it I would love to like look into the history more yeah not to not to bring bad light but just for the ghost aspect of it like that's interesting to me and I love looking at supernatural history that's just one of the things that I like to look into. Yeah, the um, supernatural history. I mean, you got to know the actual like history for it to make sense. So, yeah, and I mean, you know, sometimes supernatural histories are not always like good things. It's always yeah, you know, like Suicide Bridge. You know, a lot of the spirits there, there are suicides or accidental deaths, and yeah, you know, it's it's just how it is with the supernatural. So it's not not me trying to like bring out any bad about people or states or anything like that but um even though i talked about like mainly the hauntings of forsyth park some other places in savannah that are haunted that are kind of connected in a way to the history of the park uh include the pirate's house which has some underground tunnels as well and is supposedly haunted because of all the it's it's a bar so it was basically like all the fights that went down and then supposedly people were kidnapped and forced into slavery and it's got this whole history into it. Factors Walk is also haunted. That's near Forsyth Park, which was used for slave trading. And then you have the Colonial and Laurel Grove cemeteries, which are both haunted as well. And those are similarly by Forsyth Park there in Savannah. So there are some other places that were worth mentioning, but like I said, I was sticking mostly to Forsyth Park and, and its history. So good job, Charles. I love that one. Yeah, it's 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 one of those where there's not a lot of information, but it's just enough to want you to like look it, it more into it. It leaves you with like it. a yeah, it leaves you with the curiosity. Like 
Yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So you want to tell us about our serial killer of the week? <laughs> yes, I do. Trigger warning. Again, <laughs> this serial killer may be a little bit gruesome. So if that is not your thing, you can fast forward to our tarot reading or have a good night. Um, uh, <laughs> but, if <you're, laughs> but if you're willing to stick it out, here we go. All right, ghosty. So today I'm going to be talking about a serial killer who was nicknamed the Monster of Florence by the Italian media. He killed... 14 couples who were usually on the young side. So the killer would find and slaughter these couples in secluded wooded areas where the couples were just trying to have some private intimate time together. Let me know when this starts sounding familiar or like another serial killer that we know of, okay? Okay. Uh, these murders <laughs> took place in the province of Florence between 1974 and 1985. Different weapons were used, which included a 22 caliber Beretta gun and a knife. Okay, so not so fun fact, the killer was known to surgically remove sex organs from the female victims. Ooh. Got Jack the Ripper vibes. Yeah, exactly. So I have, I think, three here of the murders that I'm going to tell you about. Okay, so this took place in September 15th, 1974. Pasquale uh, Gentilcore, <laughs> um, <laughs> who was a barman, he was 19 years old, and Stefania Petini, who was an accountant, she was 18. They were teenage sweethearts, okay? They were shot to death and stabbed in a country lane near Borgo San Lorenzo while having sex in their car. They were not far from a notorious disco called Teen Club, where they were supposed to spend the evening with some friends. Patini's corpse had been violated with a grapevine stock and disfigured with 97 stab wounds. Jesus. 97 stab wounds. Some hours before the murder, Patini said something to a close friend about a weird man who terrified her. Another friend of Patini's recalled that a strange man had followed and bothered the two of them during a driving lesson a few days before. Several couples who used the park in the same area where Gentlecore and Patini were murdered stated that particular area was frequented by voyeurs. My question is, if they knew that the area was frequented by these, like, stalkers, why would they risk going? Or even allow, like, people they know to keep going? People are stupid. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, this next one took place June 6, 1981. Uh, Giovanni Foggi? I'm gonna say Foggi. Who was a warehouse man. He was aged 30 and Carmela Denuccio, who was a shop assistant, she was 21, and they were engaged by the way. They were shot to death and stabbed near Scandici, where they both lived. Denucci's body was pulled out of the car and the killer cut out her pubic area with a notched knife. The next morning, a young voyeur who was a paramedic, his name was Enzo Spalletti, who was 30, spoke about the murder before the corpse had been discovered. So he spent three months in jail charged with murder before the sorry, perpetrator exonerated him by killing again. So, like, did, like, I, I have a, like, did this dude watch the murder go happen and not do anything? Like, you know what I mean? Did he yeah, find a corpse and not report it? Like, that's very suspicious. 
But anyways, third and final one is this took place <laughs> June 19th, 1982. Paolo Menardi, who was a mechanic, he was 22, and Antonella Migliorini who was a dressmaker, she was 20 years old, and they were engaged and due to be married. This is a nickname they had, by the way, which was Vinaville, which is a brand of super glue, as they were inseparable. Like, how cute. Like, That's they'd be calling terrible. you super glue. <laughs> like, goals. I don't know if I want to be goals, because they both die, obviously, but... Yeah, I'm literally about <laughs> to... My next sentence is shot to death, so it's like, I have to, I have to like... You might want to rethink those goals. Yes. Shot to death just after having sex in Maynardi's car on a provincial road in Montespertoli. This time, the killer did not have the time to mutilate the female victim as the road was relatively busy and several passing by drivers testified that they saw the car parked at the side of the road with its interior light turned on. Minardi, though seriously injured, was still alive when found. Police and ambulances were called immediately, but Minardi died some hours later at the hospital. Minardi probably heard or saw the killer approaching and tried to drive away, but he lost control of the car and got stuck in a ditch on the other side of the road. Another reconstruction of the event suggests that after shooting the couple, the killer drove Minardi's car for a few meters to hide the vehicle and the corpse in the woodland area nearby, only to lose control of the car and abandoning it uh, in a ditch where it was discovered by a driver only a few minutes later. So, to conclude my segment, I'm saddened to say that the killer was never caught. We don't know who it is, but through my research, uh, just recently, there's talks about reopening the case. So, fingers crossed, and I will definitely stay on top of that and keep you guys posted if anything, like, crazy happens. Is there a reason why they're reopening the case? Not like, did I you? Uh, okay. No, I didn't actually I just... like go into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just didn't know if like some new evidence came to light or if there was like a similar victimology report somewhere else or something. Mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when did you say this happened? In the 80s? Uh, yeah, between 19. Let me see. Let me go back. 1974 and in 1985. Yeah, so it's possible that the killer is still alive. Yeah, for sure. That's why I'm excited if they do reopen it. Because they're still talking about it, you know? But I think they should, like, <laughs> do it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Alright, ghosties. So, for this week's tarot reading, we decided that we want to just do a message from the tarot cards. Not for us in particular, but for all the women in the U.S. So, the question that we had is, what message do you have for the women in the States right now? And... The cards that were felt were all right side up, and we have the Five of Pentacles, the Page of Pentacles, and this Nine of Swords. So the first card that was chosen was the Five of Pentacles, and it represents that we're experiencing negative change in circumstances. We're feeling left out in the cold and feel isolated and worried, and we need to remember that this is only temporary, and this too shall pass. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I just got chills. <laughs> wow. I want to cry. Wow. The next card was the Page of Pentacles. And good news is coming to us. So wow. we need to be inspired. We're setting goals, laying foundations, developing a plan, and manifesting. We're ambitious, and we're going to decide what we want, and we're going to go for it, and we're going to have wow. a good 
I am like this I'm is chills. This is not the time to stay quiet. It's this not. This is not the time to stay stay quiet. It's it's you know the cards are literally telling us that we're our fight is going to be worth it. Yeah. Okay. So the next card is the Nine of Swords, and I just have to. I kind of just peeked at what it what it's saying, and mm-hmm. we are being weighed down by negative feelings and trauma, and we're reaching a breaking point. We're struggling with remorse and regret and our feelings need to be worked through in order for us to move on i'm speechless with this one i am too well all i can say is i i didn't i picked these cards at random but it took me like a couple minutes for my fingers to start itching and i feel like it's just it's so head-on that it's really it's kind of it's one of those like scary moments what has the world come to like I think that's, I think, you know, I could say this for everyone is that everyone's kind of in a place where we're really questioning, like, reality right now. Like, this is really happening. Yeah. You know? I mean, Um, we're on the brink of another civil war. I don't want to have kids. Like, I don't want to have kids because what kind of world am I going to be bringing them into? Like, I'm going to have kids just for my kids to be born and lose their rights right away. Like, to be told how to live their life, what they can and cannot do with their body. Like, kind of bullshit is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it terrifies me as a parent for both of my girls because, you know, like, what what is that going to mean for them? And it's hard. Yeah. But um, I trust the cards when they say that good is coming. And the only way it's going to come is if we don't stay silent. Exactly. I'm like blown away right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I am too. But that makes that, that leaves me with hope. Yeah, for sure. And I'll take any of that right now. So, all right, go sees. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Make sure you give our social media a follow. If you want a free tarot card reading, just give us a, shoot us a DM, your questions, and we will choose one lucky person a week. Uh, We are your hosts. I'm Veronica. And I'm Chelsea. Fuck the Supreme Court. Have a spooky weekend. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.